Welcome to the Supply Chain Pioneers Podcast, where we highlight industry leaders on the forefront of innovation and technology in planning, procurement, and logistics. Hosted by your supply chain pro to know, Ulf Venn. My name is Greg Cronin. I've been in the industry for over 55 years. Hi, my name is Greg Cronin. Spent my whole career in supply chain. When I was in college, supply chain actually was not high on my list of possible career paths. So I was very excited about Greg joining the company and getting into the supply chain. He was always down to earth and he earned his way. I couldn't be more happy about his career and where it's taken him right now. About 20 years purchasing and in the sales capacity. Supply Chain Pioneers is powered by EverStream Analytics. EverStream gives you the predictive insights and analytics to make your supply chain faster, smarter, safer, and leaner. Go to everstream.ai to book your demo today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Supply Chain Pioneers. And today it's a special episode because we have not one guest, but two. So with me, I have Greg Cronin, C-level executive, entrepreneur, advisor, and th supply chain thought leader. And then with me, I also have Greg Cronin, senior director at EverStream Analytics. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure, it's a pleasure to, be to be here. It's going to be great. So we will talk about your journey and why both of you are here in a few seconds. But before we do that, why don't we start with you, Greg Sr.? Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi. Well, my name is Greg Cronin. I've been in the industry for over 55 years, so you can kind of guess how old I am. And we'll go through my background as we talk today. I'm very much looking forward to this and having my son on this. It's, it's wonderful for me. So I look forward to this conversation. And then Greg, quick introduction from your side. Sure. Hi, my name is Greg Cronin, and so I'm Senior Director at EverStream Analytics. I've spent my whole career in supply chain about 20 years purchasing, merchandising, and in the sales capacity. I'm excited to talk to you today about my experience. It's a pleasure to be here with my dad as well. Okay, so let's start with you, Greg. What was your journey towards supply chain management? And you already spoiled it, your father's on the podcast. What role did your father play for you to choose that path? Well, well it's, it's funny you ask, right? It, and maybe not the expected way to start a supply chain podcast, but I remember clearly years ago when I was in college, I was actually talking to my dad about it. I was a, a business student trying to figure out where I wanted to go within my career. And this is you know two decades ago or so, but supply chain actually was not high on my list of possible career paths. And I really thought about it in two ways. It was one, you know, at being a college-aged kid, I wanted to take on the world and blaze my own trail. But it was also, you know, supply chain at the time, at least in my opinion, was really focused on the lean supply chain. You know, it was, it was about taking cost out of the system. So very different than today's dynamic of, you know, enhancing with resiliency and, and things of that nature. So for me, I, you know, I actually started my career within uh, working for Cargill, a large food manufacturing company, great organization. And so I had kind of an indirect backwards way into getting into supply chain. I had no idea. I started with merchandising grain, working in processing plants, and although specific to food and beverage manufacturing, it has a lot of supply chain related tasks, right? Keeping costs down, procurement, supply planning, forecasting, negotiating rates. So I started to learn about supply chain. That eventually pivoted to a sales career. And then with my dad, you know, he had at the time some great opportunities with Intelligrated 
looking to, you know, with the Amazon effect and with all sorts of new technologies that were going on, I happened to know somebody at the company and uh, was able to pivot to a new career and started an exciting career working for Intelligrated. And uh, then I was off. So Is that the okay? tables turned. That was great. So, and then now over to you, Greg, how did you start in supply chain management? And once your son asked if he can join your company and work in your space, what were your thoughts back then? Well, we have to go a long way back in the late 1960s, where my first job out of college was working for Mitsui and Company in New York City. Mitsui is a Japanese trading company. In those days, international business meant trading, often trading Italian shoes for Argentinian wheat, a, a deal I actually did back in those days. With letters of credit payments, international banking was very limited. Risk was everywhere, so all transactions were very deliberate and slow and checked by both sides continuously because it, it was a risky international trade balance back in those days. I worked in the traffic department where one would think I had an orange vest on and gloves and I was directing traffic out in the street. And certainly my mother-in-law thought that's what I did for a living. But actually traffic department actually meant being freight forwarder, customs house, import broker, and handling both the paperwork and the uh, global movement of goods for that. And that's when I was really introduced to transportation, public warehousing, 3PLs. And so I actually, from that, I transitioned into working for a 3PL, where I ran a port operations, import, export operations, uh, longshoremen and teamsters. I live to talk about it. I learned about also about barcoding and radio frequency on some of the visits I did. And that's how I got into my next line of work was warehouse management systems. At first, I was very excited about Greg joining the company and getting into the supply chain. But I was worried that, you know, working for the boss and that he, the boss was his dad. And that is that going to be something that really going to be good for him? But he was always down to earth and he earned his way. I couldn't be more happy about his career and where it's taken him right now. Can't agree more. I'm I work with Greg now for a long time. It's it's amazing. Very, very based person. I really appreciate that. Yeah, he is. Both of you having now been in supply chain management for quite a while, and we often hear that it's very taxing to work in the space and there's a lot of pressure. What did you find so fascinating that you stayed? Which I could take that one first. So I would say for me it's it's kind of twofold, right? So I'm a bit of a self-proclaimed tech geek, right? So I think for me, it's it's really the technology and just the rise of big data, automation, and then seeing really exciting tech that's coming around the corner and like with Gen AI and, and other technologies. So I think the future is really bright in this space, whether it's in supply chain management, it's more in order execution, you know, transportation. And I just think that's really, really super cool. I think the second part of it too is really the people, right? Um, I've worked for several companies. I talked about my experience in Intelligrated. I also worked at uh, E2Open uh, for a time and for Blue Yonder, a great organizations. I met some great people, great colleagues, uh, like, you know, Ulf, like yourself included, right? You know, met some fantastic people in industry. So it's, it, you know, it's it's been a great ride. You know, I'm happy I'm, for my success that I've had. What about you, Craig? Well, I've had different phases, and that's what made it interesting. I just described my operational phase, which was the first 14 years of my career. And then the next 16 years, I was focused on warehouse management systems. I was really sort of one of the starting executives at two major companies, Blue Yonder, 
and Manhattan Associates uh, in Manhattan. I did the IPO Roadshow, which was great fun. Gregory kind of remembers that back in the day. And then from there, I kind of got involved in uh, the next eight years. I was more in the global supply chain. I started a company called Velocity. It was the first supply chain visibility, tracking, inventory, and order management company. Then Trendstar, which was an asset tracking, global asset tracking. The number one thing we did was beer kegs, which made it great fun. That was probably the most fun job I ever had in my whole life. And then I worked also for Descartes Systems Group, which is a supply chain tracking and documentation provider. The next 10 years basically got involved in automation. I worked as an EVP for Seagrid, which is an AMR company, Quiet Logistics, which used Kiva technology, which is now Amazon Robotics, and then Intelligrated. And then now I'm sort of on the finishing holes on my career back nine, which you could tell I'm a golfer. And I'm now being a consultant and advisor for a lot of different companies, everything from AutoStore to Onward Robotics, Exotech. High tech, true automation, and Robotion, to name just a few. Uh, so I've been involved in hardware, software, global risk management in my days back at Velocity, and uh, I'm just very excited. I love being it. I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm at retirement age. I've retired, and I'm doing this on the side. But I'm not ready to, yet to make clay pots. And I I love, as Greg just pointed out the new technology that's emerging. And that's what keeps me excited about going and staying in this supply chain. A lot of, yeah, a lot of change happened, right? In, in the last 10 years, but even before that, I mean, barcodes were a milestone back in the days already. It so was. The, the original barcode actually was on the side of a, a rail car and scanners look like bazookas. And so the early stages of barcoding was quite an adventure back in those days. But I learned it in the warehouse. We uh, worked for GSA, we Government Services Administration, and that was the first real major concern that used barcode tracking of their products. So mm -hmm. I was very early stage in, in that. So cool. Okay, let's move on to the next question. What are some of the things that make the Cronin family so successful in supply chain management? You mean other than our radio voices to do supply chain podcasts? Yeah, <laughs> that is really good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd say it's, you know, I, like I talked about, right? You know, keeping up with the technology, you know, obviously it's a passion of both me and my dad. It's it's super cool. And, and I see it in my personal life, right? I, I have electronics that I love, you know, my computers. I'm just fascinated with, you know, the advancement in technology. And, you know, if you think about it, I mean, look at us here, right? Look at us. I'm calling you in from, you know, New York, Ulf, you're in Cologne and Greg, you're in Arizona. So for us to all be on the same call together, you know, like we're in the same room. I don't know how many time zones that is, but, uh, you know, that's, that's really, that's really neat. So I think it's, it's, it's to stay current with technology, you know, uh, and how it really makes things better for all. Right. And how we can apply it to things like supply chain or just make conveniences better, which really excites me, you know, stuff like ordering online and having you know, greater efficiencies with that. But then also working with other companies that, you know, have the bigger picture in mind, you know, working like with NGOs, right, who you know, add aid with countries that really need it. Right. So it's all part of that bit, that bigger picture for supply chain and using technology to, mm -hmm. you know, make lives better. Right. I think it's pretty cool. So it's a fascination for technology and the influence it can have, the positive one on the world. What about you, Greg? Well, uh, one thing, I admire how our son Gregory handles himself both publicly and privately. You know, he's creative, thoughtful, intuitive, funny, and a real leader. So 
we couldn't be prouder. As far as I'm concerned, my success is probably is the motto that I often say that most people know me about who know me in the supply chain, where I've always said, I don't do dem demos because they can go wrong. I do dinner because that's what I do best. I always kind of wanted to get out and meet my customer on a personal basis. And so that I, I think I did that pretty successfully and that was a great fun. I also want to highlight, we have a daughter, Megan, and sister of Gregory, that's in this, she's in the supply chain as well. She's a 10-year veteran, senior manager at an integrator in the industry and doing quite well. So we're very proud of her as well. Personally, I think in supply chain management, it's also about being pretty down to earth and accept realities and just work with those essentially. And I, I do have the feeling that might also play a role that uh, it's in the nature of the Cronins to just work with what's there and what we've got and make the best out of it. <laughs> True. <laughs> so do you too, and then also your sister or your daughter exchange about supply chain and does the topic come up at the dinner table or not? Is that, or is it kept outside of, of the house? I'll, I'll start with that one. First off, we never really discuss customers. I've always been very careful of how, what you say and what you think about customers. But we mo mostly talk about new technology advances, out-of-box innovations and next-generation technology that we love. We're all in love with that. We often discuss people that we know in common. And I believe... It's been interesting. Um, I know Gregory's been asked a number of times that he looks really good for someone who's been in the supply chain for a long time, thinking it's me. <laughs> I always get a laugh out of that because obviously, if just take a look at us, there's quite a difference in age. And, and I, I think having the same name has been an interesting thing in the supply chain. I haven't made that many enemies out there. So I think I've left Gregory in pretty good stead. But There's probably a few. So I mean, he's probably had to encounter a couple of people saying, uh, I remember you. So <laughs> anyway, it's been great fun to have Gregory involved in this. And, and the conversations are fun. I mean, uh, it's all about what's next, primarily. And we come to that later. What about you, Greg? Yeah, I, I'd agree. We, <clears throat> we talk shop, but it's less than you might think, right? It's more in broader contexts. You know, people we know, you know, our, our own stuff with balancing life or stress, successes, mistakes, things like that. I mean, my, my dad's been an incredible role model for me, you know, uh, obviously my personal life, but also my professional life. So, you know, leaning upon that and then others that we've met and we, we know in common, you know, but we do talk about the tech, right? And more just in a broad sense, right? Like, hey, did you know that robots can do this now? Or, you know, hey, we can actually apply AI to solve this problem. Like, well, that's that's pretty cool, right? So I love talking tech with my old man. It's uh, it, it's It's a lot of fun. Both of you have started in an operational role in supply chain or close to supply chain. And then you move to the supply chain solution provider space. What was your thought process? And just very curious if there are some overlaps. Sure, I, I could take that one. So I think taking my experience working uh, on the other side of things, right, in more of a procurement role as a buyer, merchandising. I, I mean, I still remember those pressures and expectations. No matter what you do, never run the plan out of material, right? Uh, it, it, it always, you know, kind of resonates with me and conversations with my boss in, in a previous life. But, you know, I think it, it just the interest in technology 
and wanting to work with people and you know really solve new challenges was what led to you know my career in sales and you know certainly you know working with my dad and you know being such a great role model that helped as well i would say it's really a, a lot of the a combination of those things that really you know it took me that direction you know having started more in a procurement sense for me it was interesting because it brought credibility when i would get in front of a customer a prospective customer and they realized that i came from his job and I knew the pains he's going through and all the difficulties he has, they could hear that I, I felt their pain and I understood what they needed to get done and what would make sense for them in the future. So, and it, to this day, I still feel as an operator, I still think as an operator. And, and I, and I think that resonates with uh, even the companies I consult for today that I come from more reality and, and, real life and that things need to be bulletproof and work. And that's, I think, very important. So credibility. So my next question is between the both of you, you have really worked in most supply chain solution spaces, a long list from really warehousing to robotics, to supply chain planning, to risk management, and a lot, lot more. If you look at the space and the solutions that are out there, what for you is currently the most exciting space? Let's start with uh, you, uh, Greg Jr. Well, I'm, I'm going to really shock you with my answer, Alf, and I'm going to say it's risk management, right? Of course. <laughs> uh, and I, th I think it's, you know, because you look at you know, technology now with Gen AI, machine learning, data science techniques, I, it's, it's really just a different world now than it was five years ago, 10 years ago, and so on. And I think given the world is still in a bit of a perilous place right now, right? I know we're not at the pandemic with the pandemic you know, challenges, but it's more sociopolitical issues that maybe impact, you know, our lives and in supply chain. But I'd say, you know, managing risk and really getting in the forefront of that and using innovation to be smarter about it, more efficient. I, I really think that's going to bear its weight and really, uh, you know, add just add a lot of value. Right. And so I, I think that's, you know, really the efficiencies that uh, are, are really going to you know, push supply chain forward. And well, for me, it's AI in both automation, robotics, as well as in the new distribution software that's emerging. Uh, digital twin simulation, augmented reality. Virtual reality provides machine learning capabilities and the ability to design and implement the right technology in the right place. A new software built on AI engines such as ChatGPT is going to revolutionize WCS, WES, WMS technology. I think that's all going to change. Smarter software will innovate new robotic technologies. It's moving so fast and it's so different than the technology that I experienced in the past. The biggest and fastest evolution I've witnessed in the 55 years that I've been in the industry. So that's why I can't give it up. I wish I could live longer because I love this change and the pace of change has just been amazing. Both of you have worked in really fast growing startups and you both were at the forefront of revolutionizing supply chains. So I and also you're all very much in love with the technology side of it. So I just have to ask, what is the future of supply chain management going to look like? Maybe start with you, Craig Senior. Sorry. Senior. Okay. Uh, well, it, to me, it's not all about replacing people with robots and AI, though that's certainly going to happen. It's about utilizing technology that provides real or near real-time data 
in order to make accurate decisions with smart systems. This will make operations much more efficient, accurate, and risk averse. Uh, the workplace will change. In my world of warehouse distribution, robots and AI will take over jobs that people today simply don't want to do anymore. I often said to my customers, you only get recognized when you screw up. With the new AI and the new capabilities and the smart technology, screw-ups will be less and less. So your future looks bright. So again, it's that operational view that I bring to my customers because I understand the real world of how it works and what doesn't work. Yeah, well, well, I agree. Well, it will look different. I mean, no doubt. And there's obviously lots of publicity around Gen AI and how it will replace countless jobs and professions. I don't think I can go a day past seeing some sort of clickbait article on it, right? But my thought is, you know, AI will change roles and responsibilities and leveraging it the right way is going to solve new challenges and make us more efficient, which is fantastic, a total game changer. But if you think about it in supply chain, relationships are still going to have to be had with suppliers or with customers, right? They still need to be managed. Freight still needs to move. You know, plans still need to be determined, acted upon. And so Gen AI can't do everything. And like the Amazon effect I you know, kind of hinted at earlier, it, it's going to evolve and uh, we're, we're going to see some really exciting tech and uh, changes in my lifetime. And I'm pretty excited about it. Hmm. I have a follow-up question because both of you very much into tech, very knowledgeable about the space, also about supply chain management. Nobody of you has mentioned the metaverse. <laughs> Is there? A, can you can you maybe give me a quick explanation about that? Because it was a hype two years ago. I don't hear a lot about it anymore. But I mean, as you follow the space, is that something you're still looking at, or do you think that might have been a little bit overhyped? That's a good question. You want that one, Dad, or you want me to tell? No, you one? go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it, uh, the, the, the concept of the metaverse and virtual reality like that, I think it will just add to communication in, you know, settings like this, right. In, mm -hmm. in which to communicate. So I definitely see benefit of it. I think it's, it's such a new and emerging technology that we still need to iron out some of the kinks with it. Right. So it's not so looking like we have avatars and we look like cartoon characters talking to one another, you know, that that's hard to do in a business setting. But I think that there's a lot of applicability to it. It it just needs to be further discovered and uh, and, and determine how we're going to use it. Okay. Interesting. In, in my world, uh, a lot of that is now being used to be able to determine uh, what's the best technology, how many robots should you have? It, it helps put plans together, pricing together, proposals together in a, in a much more effective and less expensive way for a lot of customers. So the, those tools are being used already in a basic way. And I think it's going to expand as life goes on, where you constantly be running these type of models in the real world and uh, comparing the two. And then and that's really where machine learning is coming from, because then it realizes, well, we could do this a little bit better on our model as opposed to what's happening in the real world. So I see great uses for it uh, right now, and, uh, and it's just going to explode as, as we go forward. I'm glad I asked. That. Well, they were, these were both good answers. So, Greg, you have kids as well. And... Do you think they will choose going into supply chain management? And if yes, why will they carry on the tradition? Well, one can only hope. 
right? No, it's it's funny you it, it's funny you uh, you ask because I actually had the same conversation with my kids the other night at dinner, and they're they're young kids, and so their votes were well, uh, one wants to be a doctor, mm-hmm. one wants to be a professional baseball player, and another one wants to be Elsa from Frozen. Yeah. So you know, we'll, you never know. We'll see. We'll see what happens, right? You know, but uh, you know, but a fun fact, you know, my dad talked about it. My sister's in supply chain. She's had a great career. Uh, my wife, uh, for a time, worked for a medical device company, worked in supply chain using Managistics I2 software. So it's it's kind of in the genes. My kids are pretty smart, and they, they got that from their mother. Sorry, Dad. But I think, you know, may, maybe they'll end up uh, as, a, as a doctor or other technologies. But I, I imagine one of the three will, will certainly end up in supply chain. Yeah, I think so, too, actually. I okay. hope so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then... Let's go to the traditional questions that always end the podcast. And these are the hobby questions. And I start with you, Greg Jr. I know, like me, you're a big computer fan. I do know because we talk about this a lot. So what is a computer game that you played that for you had the closest connection to supply chain management? So, ooh, that's, I mean, that's a great question. I, I'm a admittedly a retro game guy so i like maybe SimCity 2000 or, or 3000 these are games that i've just devoted countless hours to late at night playing and i think it's the idea of building something up from scratch uh but with a supply chain twist to it right because you have to build up the infrastructure the airports the seaports rails road and it's it's all essential to connect it all so that it can be successful and really thrive and i mean let's face it though too i mean if you really screw it up you can just blast it with hurricanes and alien invasions and it's really the best way to ruin your masterpiece so that's that's kind of fun too yeah <laughs> these were really fun games actually but very retro very retro yeah okay i i remember i bought those games for him so <laughs> and i played them too with them so it was great fun yeah oh, good yeah my my son is is very much into Minecraft these days, so we're playing oh. that at home. Yeah, that's it's going to come for you as well, Greg. So now over to you. You are an avid music fan, and therefore the question I just have to ask it: Which song describes supply chain management best for you? <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, I am a music nut. I do love classical, Latin rock, all types. Uh, when I think of supply chain, though, I, I think more of a movie that has music in it, and it's a, a, an old movie called uh, Risky Business, Tom Cruise movie. It, it's funny, when that came out, that's the first thing that came in my mind, because supply chain is a risky business, and you know, and you really have to. So the, the music in that, it was the old-time rock and roll, which uh, Tom Cruise memorably did in the movie, um, and what's still one of my favorite songs of all time, so... That kind of reminds me of, believe it or not, reminds me of the supply chain because of risky business. Yeah. Yeah. It is a risky business. It is. Okay. And with that, we are coming to the end of the show. I'm, first of all, I want to say thank you for both uh, being here. That is great. My pleasure. It, it, it's, 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 a- it's, it's wonderful to see my son on the screen here. And for us to talk about our our life, um, it's been this has been great fun for me. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's wonderful to have the opportunity to uh, to do this with my dad, and also it's a pleasure to be on the best supply chain podcast that is out there. Wow, that oh, is good a, for you. 
<laughs> that is very kind. I really appreciate that. And um, so if you have come until here and heard this great promotion, you have made the right choice because it's the best supply chain podcast out there and you have listened to it. So good for you. And with that, all of us want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for appreciating this podcast. I hope you have kids as well and they will join supply chain management. We need every single one of them. And with that, I will say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. This was Supply Chain Pioneers. Thanks for watching, listening, or however you are enjoying this podcast. You can find Supply Chain Pioneers on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all other major podcast players, as well as on YouTube at Wolf Talk Supply Chain. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. See you next time.